Today's beautiful name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Ghani Al-Ghani, the one who is self-sufficient And subhanAllah, you know, uh, in the Arabic language, Ghina is also used for wealth and, and, you know, here today we're going to be talking about financial freedom And the idea that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being Al-Ghani, He has all the, the sources to all the wealth of, of His creation you know, he has the treasures of all, all of creation. And we have access to that treasure. You know, being connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have direct access to the treasures of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the sad reality is that, you know, we're living in times now where, unfortunately, Muslims are the poorest of the poor in the world. You know? And there, that's a major tragedy. How can we, you know, have al-ghani, but be living such in such poor conditions. I mean, look at the, you know, the poorest country in the world. You'll see Muslims everywhere. We're in need. We're always in debt. We're always, you know, uh, suffering from poverty. And why is, why is that? You know why? Because we don't know Al-Ghani, unfortunately. We, don't know, we haven't really realized who Al-Ghani is. We haven't really internalized that Al-Ghani has the ability to make us also uh, self-sufficient in terms of our, our needs. And you know, the human being, being has needs. He has needs that are emotional. He has needs that are of safety. He has needs to be given honor. But one of the most important needs is the need of, of wealth. Nobody can deny that. We need to be self-sufficient. We need to have the sense of you know, uh, financial stability. This is a fundamental backbone of our lives. And anyone who says otherwise, sorry, but I disagree with you, right? And, and unfortunately, we have not realized that Al-Ghani is there to fill this void for us in terms of our financial needs. We have direct access to this source. And you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَلَوْ أَنَّ أَهْلَ الْقُرَىٰ آمَنُوا وَاتَّقَوْا لَفَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَرَكَاتٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ If only these, the people of this city believed and had taqwa, we would open the doors of barakat from the, from the skies and the earth. This is a promise from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That He okay, has you know, the power to open the doors of barakat. Blessings and blessings and blessings. You know? But what are we doing? We're blaming other things. Ah, the government is not helping me. Ah, the job market is, is not, not good. Oh, you know, the economy is bad. Allah is saying that you need to focus on yourself, improve yourself. There's something wrong that you're doing with yourself that's put you in this financial difficulty. There's something wrong that you're doing with yourself that's putting you into this stress. So look at, look at yourself, look at your, your lifestyle and your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your relationship with others, which is also extremely important. Are you doing dhulm to others? Are you doing injustice to others? Are you doing justice, injustice to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Are you doing injustice to yourself by committing sins? These are all, you know, uh, reasons why the doors of risk are not opening in our lives. And look at this other ayah. Subhanallah. Whenever, Allah is saying here, that whenever a difficulty is inflicted upon you, 
and you've been afflicted with this in previously also, you say, where is this from? Where, is this, where does this trial come from? Why did it come to me? Allah says, say that it is because of you. Say it is because of your own shortcomings. In another ayah, وَمَا أَصَابَكُمْ مِن مُصِيبَةٍ فَبِمَا كَسَبَتْ أَيْدِيكُمْ that not, there's not a single trial and difficulty that's inflicted upon you except because of your own wrongdoings. So do not blame Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for not being wealthy, for not being financially independent. This should be the dream of or and, and the you know a, a core dua of every Muslim. Every human being should have, you know, this core dua. Ya Allah make me financially independent. Make me financially free. Allah wants us to be financially free and financially stable. Because think about it, if you have financial difficulty and instability in your life, how is your salah going to be? Are you going to have khushu in your salah or are you going to think about the bills that are not paid yet? Are you going to have khushu in your salah or are you going to think about how am I going to pay for my kids' education? Are you going to have khushu in your salah or are you going to think about how, am I, how can I afford to get married? These negative thoughts will keep coming to you. You know why? Because you know who promises you poverty? Shaitan does. I'm not saying this, the Quran says this. Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, الشَّيْطَانُ يَعِدُكُمُ الْفَقْرِ وَيَأْمُرُكُمْ بِالْفَحْشَاءِ Shaytan is the one who promises you poverty and commands you to do, you know, uh, filthy things and impure things. So this whole concept of faqr and, and poverty, poverty is an enemy of Islam. You know, poverty is not a good thing, guys. Stop blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for your poverty. And more importantly, stop blaming Qadr. That's another big tragedy we have. We blame Qadr. Oh, this is my destiny. This is my fate that I'm poor. It is my fate that, you know, I just come from a poor family. I was born to a poor family. And, you know, inshallah, in Jannah, I will have my palace. In dunya, it's okay. I will drive my, you know, old car and my old, like, uh, stay in my, you know, old apartment. And I will beg people and, you know, fall into debts. It's okay. This is my Qadr. You know, be careful how you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is al-ghani. How can you say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ghani put you in a situation where he wants you to suffer? This is, this is not Allah's justice. Allah has given every single human being equal opportunity to tap into the resources of this land. You know? He has given you talent. He has given you gifts. He has given you a mind to be able to think. He has commanded you to read. Pay attention, he has commanded you to read. Read. When was the last time you read about financial independence, how to make money? When was the last time you read a book about how you, what kind of attitude rich people have? You know? If you, if you have not read and you are in a financial difficulty, then blame yourself. Because all the books are out there. And subhanAllah, look at the West. Who has the biggest number of billionaires today? It's the West. Why? Because they have understand understood the laws of making money just like there's laws of love there's laws of justice there's laws of making money and if you understand those laws whether you're a Muslim a Christian a Buddhist an atheist it does not matter you will make money and you will be extremely wealthy and being wealthy is not it's not wrong it's why you're being wealthy and and what your niyyah is what your intention is that's a different story but we're here talking about financial freedom and Allah al-ghani has the you know, given you all the resources and all the needs, everything you need to tap into this, you know, these blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to establish this self-sufficiency in terms of financial freedom. This is the justice of Al-Ghani. So be careful how you think. 
And if, by the way, if you have a negative approach to life and negative approach to money, and ah, oh, money is you know garbage, money is just fitna, and money is you know uh, like in Arabic they say wasakh dunya, it's the filth of this dunya. If you have this negative approach to money, trust me, wallahi, this is the law of nature, law of energy. If you have this negative approach, you will never make money. You will never be financially stable. But when you start having a positive approach about money and wealth, and by the way, let's not forget, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has two of the pillars of, of the five pillars of Islam have to deal with money, guys. Zakat, all about money. Hajj, if you don't have money, you can't go there. So two of the five pillars have to deal with money. What do you have to say about that now? The Prophet said the upper hand is better than the lower hand. The giving hand is better than the hand that takes. Right or no? Right? Have we forgotten these hadith? Have we forgotten these ayat? Look at how many times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions or commands us spend. Anfiqu, anfiqu, anfiqu. He talks about munfiqeen, munfiqoon, yunfiqoon. Over 86 times this root word has been mentioned in the Quran. How are you going to spend if you don't have money? If you have this attitude of begging and attitude of getting to debt and not being able to manage your money. And by the way, another important point. If you don't know how to manage your money, don't expect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open the doors of risk for you. First, get your act together. Show Allah that you can manage your small amount of money. Show Allah that you, you know how to you know, be financially stable with, with it, within your means. Be content with what you have, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you more. You know, so it's important to be content also. This, this idea of whatever Allah has given me, don't complain. You know, be content with what Allah has given you, and have this attitude of, Ya Allah, I have this rida, I have this content, that whatever you've given me, alhamdulillah, and Allah says, وَلَئِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Just thank me and I will give you more. But if you have a negative, uh, negative like, attitude and complaining always about what you have and you want more money but you're negative, it's not going to come. Be content. Have this positive approach to whatever Allah has given you. But at the same time, have goals. Have you know, goals of, of becoming a billionaire. By the way, how many of you, when was the last time you made a dua to become a billionaire? You know? And uh, you know, I'm sure most of you have not done that. Why? Because we have underestimated al-ghani. We don't know al-ghani. You know, most most of the reasons why we don't ask Allah to be that we want to become billionaires because, uh, you know, we have these doubts. Uh, can Allah really make me a billionaire? Uh, I don't think so. You know, a billionaire is only for Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. Who said so? Al-Ghani who has blessed those people, why can't he bless you? If, listen to this uh, law, right? If you don't ask for it, you won't get it. If you don't have husn al-dhan billah, if you don't think positively about Allah, then you won't get what, what you, you, know, you don't think about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Whatever my slave thinks of me, I will be him. If my slave thinks I can't provide him, I won't provide him. If my slave thinks optimistically that I can provide him, I will provide him. See, these are, these are this is just, we need to change our attitude. And look at the lifestyles of the Sahaba. I mean, you know, Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. You know, after the Prophet ﷺ, he is, you know, the, the highest person in Jannah. There's no doubt about it. Right? One of the wealthy, wealthiest men of Mecca. And he was the right hand of the Prophet ﷺ. And he used to fund him and he used to, you know, support him. 
and you know people like Abdurrahman bin Auf when he you know he did hijrah the first thing he says show me where the market is the luna ala he didn't say show me where the masjid is you know i'm not underestimating salah and other things but i'm just saying business making money and business and trade and you know doing well in your jobs and you know aiming for to become a ceo there's nothing wrong with that this is part of the sunnah of this life allah doesn't want you to just stay your whole life in the masjid and do dhikr and read quran and you know wealth khalas just leave it on the side let your let your wife suffer let your kids suffer you know let your parents suffer this is this is being imbalanced in your life okay allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be holistic he wants us to be balanced in our life and one of the key pillars that we got to balance is this financial uh, you know aspect of our life and uh, uh, you know think about the prophet sallam another problem we have is that you know the negative things we've been hearing about Prophet you know, being poor and him not being, you know, able to, you know, afford a bed, and he, him being like someone who used to tie stones to his stomach. I'm not saying these things didn't happen, but this wasn't his entire life, guys. You know, the Prophet yes, there were times when there was difficulty, but you know, he also was extremely wealthy. I'm not saying this. Allah Subhanahu says this in Surah Al-Duha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who provided him. And, you know, just think about his financial lifestyle, right? How many wives did he afford? Nine wives. How many servants did he have in his house? Five servants. Three modes of transportation. The Prophet all prophets and Ahlul Bayt, they weren't allowed to take money from Sadaqah. His grandson one day was about to take a, eat a date from Sadaqah. He, he took it out of his mouth, you know? In Hijrah, when Abu Bakr Sadiq offered him his camel, he said, how much is it? And he paid for it, you know. In, in uh, wars, when, in battles, when they would, uh, you know, earn their war booty, right? The Prophet ﷺ would get, get a lot of wealth, okay? He was extremely wealthy, right? He used to wear nice clothes. He used to love perfume. He even inherited prime property from his wife, you know, in front of the Kaaba. Prime property in front of the Kaaba. Why aren't these things being taught? Why aren't these things being talked about, right? Why do we always give this impression that no, be patient and don't, money is fitna and it will distract you from, you know, your akhirah and just, you know, live with in content with what you have and just, you know, qadr. This is injustice. This is really injustice. And so, you know, action. Change your attitude. Be positive about wealth. Be positive about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being al-ghani. You know, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ghani to provide you. Have full yaqeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can and will provide you. If you don't ask for it, you don't get it. Simple. If you don't ask for it, you don't get it. Read books about how to make money. Read books about how to be financially independent. They're all out there, guys. And books nowadays cost less than $20. And you can order it from anywhere. And by the way, side note, do not read from copyrighted books that are uploaded on the internet for free. Do not do that. Do not expect to gain knowledge by cheating, by reading something that's stolen. You know, it's unfortunately another fitna that's so common. You know, people download free books, download free music or whatever, download free movies and watch them, or that you buy the one dinar DVD and watch it. This is haram, guys. You know? getting a satellite receiver that steals free channels and you watch Quran TV or Peace TV on it, 
You think you're going to benefit from that knowledge by stealing this channel? You know? Wallahi, this is uh, injustice. So if you are someone who seeks knowledge always free, 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 you want to go to that free workshop, you want to buy that uh, or, or download that free book that's stolen, you will not benefit from it. Okay? And so have yaqeen in al-ghani. Have yaqeen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the treasures of the heavens and the earth and He is waiting for you to ask. He's waiting for you to be prepared and to tap into this unlimited resources of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to you know, give us all this financial independence and, and happiness in our lives so that we can inshallah be people who are you know, inshallah happy in dunya and akhirah. And you know, we all know this dua that's in the Quran. Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And in Surah Rahman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Yes'aluhu man fil samawati wa man fil ard. Kulla yawmin huwa fi sha'an. Everything that Allah created is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala day to day, moment to moment. And Allah is pretty much occupied with, with answering these du'as. So Allah didn't say just for human beings. Even the ants are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for provision. Even the whale in the bottom bottom of the ocean is asking Allah for provision. Even the seed is asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it grow. Everything is asking Allah except who? Except us. We have neglected this powerful, powerful weapon or tool that, you know, is, wallahi, is such a blessing, is such a gift from Allah subhanahu